Well, it is a, a great blessing to be back uh, with you all uh, this morning for Holy Mass. I think it was about two years ago, uh, last time I was able to be here with you all, right before I was assigned uh, to be pastor up in Waynesville, uh, about two and a half hours from here. Um, I've been helping out the last few days with a retreat in Huntersville, and uh, I couldn't find coverage up until last uh, last Sunday night. And I've just, I was stressing, I was, I was freaking out a little bit because I was going to have to leave early. And, and I was sitting in my mission church where Father Eckert just said Mass just a little bit ago. Uh, and I thought, you know, this is a long shot, but I'm going to give him a call and see, you know, you're kind of my last resort here. Would you like to get away from your parish for a little bit? And he's like, let me, let me think about it. And um, he, he called me pretty soon after. He said, buddy, I think that'd be great. Um, uh, I can come up there on Saturday. You can stay for the retreat. Come up here, take the Masses and win-win because he needed to get away. It's been uh, over a year and a half or so since uh, he had a weekend away. And I really love being here too. So it just, it, it worked out for, uh, for the both of us. Um, the retreat was a women's retreat put on by jo- the John Paul II Healing Center out of Tallahassee. If you've never heard of them, look them up. They're a beautiful apostolate that are really doing a lot of a beautiful things, a lot of beautiful things for the church right now. So uh, please look them up. Uh, Father uh, sends his, his regards to our graduates as well who are celebrating today. He, he was sorry that he was having to miss the celebration with y'all and wish you congratulations, but I didn't know that I would be seeing, you know, at least a handful of, of ones that I knew when I was here in my pastoral year and actually taught some of them um, over 10 years ago. And they're much taller than I am now. They were itty bitty uh, then. And so um, God bless you and congratulations on your graduation. Never forget your roots. Uh, never forget what you've learned here at your parish as uh, you, you go out into the world, go out into the workplace, uh, and uh, allow everything that you've experienced here at your parish growing up, the sacraments you've received, the graces of being part of such a beautiful parish to inform uh, this next step of your life. So outside of Advent and the Lenten seasons and, and Easter season as well, the second readings for Sunday Mass uh, sometimes are just skipped over, and, and that's not because the readings aren't important by any means, but they, they typically don't follow the same track that the first reading, the psalm, and then the gospel do. Those are typically all woven together with kind of a, a, a similar theme. The second reading, though, is kind of on its, on its own at times, but uh, what I want to do this morning is focus just on that, focus on uh, the very beautiful, interesting, and unique reading uh, from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Uh, while I had heard that reading growing up a number of times, um, it really wasn't until it was a priest until I, when, I, when I stopped to actually think about the reading and, and pray about it, meditate on it. Uh, you know, it's actually one of the readings that is provided by the church for funeral preparations. It's one that can be chosen uh, during funerals. Some of you may have even heard that uh, at a funeral. Uh, and the reason that it's given as an option for funerals is because of what St. Paul lays out for us in that beautiful passage. And namely, it's the tension or the desire that should be felt by any true believer, any follower of Christ in this life. The desire is easy for us to understand because it's the desire for heaven, but the tension is possibly a little harder to understand, and so we're going to take a look at that shortly and just unpack it a little bit. So St. Paul, he begins by first explaining uh, the disposition or the posture 
really, that all Christians should have in this world, and that is that no matter how crazy or how uncertain things may get in the world or even in the church, uh, we are always to be courageous, and it's not a naive courage, but one that is founded in our Lord. Why is this, you know, and how can, th- how can this be? This, we're supposed to be courageous, you know, especially after everything that's gone on the last year and a half, and, and not just with, you know, the pandemic, but just kind of seems like the, everything's off the rails. Um, you know, many people have been anything but courageous. You know, anxiety, fear, mistrust, distrust are things that have kind of entered in uh, and have kind of taken control over a lot of our lives uh, and need to be renounced. But what's, what is St. Paul getting at? He's saying, well, that although there, that we are at home or are on one level maybe content at times with being in the body or participating in this earthly life, uh, we recognize that we are away from God. We are away from the Lord. Uh, and it should be more than preferable for us to leave this life and go and be with him. And until we come face to face with him and are still this side of heaven, no matter how crazy things get, we are to walk by faith and not by sight. We're to put our trust in God, not in man. We're not to fear the one who can destroy the body but can't destroy the soul, but rather the one who can destroy both body and soul in Gehenna. We're to recognize that our actions in this life have eternal consequences and that if we want heaven as our destination, then we need to be courageous and we need to walk by faith and not by sight. But what does this courage look like? I was talking a little bit with, with Deacon Joseph or Deacon Jose Grande or Deacon Big Joe. Or, um, I know some of the, the, the nicknames that, the, that Father, Father Eckert has, uh, has come up with for him. Um, we were talking about that before Mass, just looking at courage. You know, just even the, the root word of courage. And you see it in, uh, in different languages in particular more than ours and more than in English. You know, so coraje in Spanish is courage and the first three letters of that word, C-O-R. And you see that in, uh, so in corazón and so just cor in Latin meaning heart. So courage has to do with the heart. In St. Paul, he says that this courage, so Christians living out this courage, are ones who would rather leave the body and go home to the Lord. They're ones who aren't so attached to this life that heaven, the life to come, is secondary or an afterthought. But rather, these Christians are the ones who have heaven as the goal that they strive for daily with intention. And this is where the tension comes in. We're here but we should want to be there. And if we want to be here more than we want to be in heaven, there's a problem. If we aren't practicing what the church would teach as Christian detachment and we're creating and worshiping some false lowercase g gods in this life, then there's a problem. All of us should really, 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 and this is an understatement, three reallys there, want to go to heaven and help others get there. And there should be no other greater desire in this life. And this isn't saying then that we just neglect our families or our loved ones so we can all go become monks and nuns and be really holy and get to heaven. No, your path to holiness is found in your daily duties in your daily obligations of your vocation. 
But the underlying truth to, uh, to this teaching is that the desire to get to heaven and striving to love God with all our hearts, our souls, our minds, and strength, strength should be our first priority in this life. Nothing else can come before it. If we are doing this, then our love for our families will be ordered properly. Why? Because we are loving God first, and we are allowing that love of God to then inform and fulfill all the rest of the loves in our lives and guide the way that we love our families and those who are entrusted to our care. And if our loves are then ordered properly, then we will experience the tension that St. Paul wrote about, and it'll actually help each other, our, this kind of tension that we're experiencing. I really want to be in heaven, but I'm here right now, but I also realize that the way that I live out the here and right now, the way that I love my family, that I serve my family, that I help others get to heaven is going to help me get there, and then it just kind of increases that. And not as some kind of negative tension or angst, but it's a tension that always keeps us focused on the purpose of this life, and that's knowing, loving, and serving our God in this life so that we can be with him in the, night, in the life to come. And so in the meantime, while we are all still here, and hopefully en route to heaven by the life that we're living, what are we called to do? What's our responsibility? Preach the gospel. Preach the gospel with your lives. Spread the kingdom. Make it evident for everyone that we meet that Jesus is the Lord of our lives, that he comes first in our lives and he comes first in the lives of our families and in our, 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 our marriages and our, our relationships, and that there is no salvation apart from him and that he should be the Lord of everyone else's lives as well. We won't be able to control the growth of the kingdom, but that's not what we're called to do. We're just called to spread the word. We're called to spread the seed of the good news, spread the seed of the gospel, and allow our Lord to then bring the growth. And in today's world and in culture, this takes courage. It takes courage for sure. But we are not to be so overly focused on this world, are we? Because where is our citizenship truly? It's not here on earth, but it's in heaven, and we're all trying to get home. Through the graces of this Holy Eucharist that we are blessed to receive and, and should be humbled to receive this morning. Uh, may we all be given that courage. May our hearts be strengthened to truly love with the love of our Lord, to, to love with that courage. And may the tension be that we experience make us long more deeply for union with him, union with the Trinity. And may we set aside the hindrances to that goal of heaven so that when we do leave this body, we may be welcomed into the eternal embrace of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in heaven. Amen.